Was it nice to see you from behind the desk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this beast is delicious. I think she'll be preaching here soon. <laughs> Lovely to see you this morning. I'm off in heaven, this morning. My grandson's here. <laughs> He's teaching me to preach. <laughs> he has his notebook out and then he corrects me. Lovely Adam and his family with him. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you again, Lord, that you are sovereign. The earth is yours and the fullness of all. We thank you, Lord, that you declare the days and boundaries of the nations. You set them in and you set them down, Lord. So we bless you, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you know exactly what's going on in our world and you are in control. We thank you above all, Lord, for your interest in us. What an amazing thing, Lord. The God of the universe should be careful and caring for such as us, Lord. So we bless you, Lord, and we just pray, like, what manner of love is this that we should be called the children of God? So receive our thanks this morning, Lord, from Jesus. And all that he's done for us. And with us, Lord, we come to your word, we may hear your voice. As Jesus repeatedly said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. So we ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would minister to each of us, Lord, for you know, Lord, that our needs are different, just as our faces are different. Our fears are different. Our anxieties, Lord. Our worries, Lord. The things that concern us. And we just ask that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would minister to each one. That there may be a consciousness of your embrace, Lord, and your presence. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've got this back. I thought it was a trick in my face. How is it? Anyway, the ones you're going to hear me, can you hear me just do that and I'll show it like that. The reading this morning from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 50, chapter 50. Yeah, that's one of these funny names. There's two meanings that means all to build you up and lock you down. So sometimes you need Jews, but she's kind to them when you listen to preaching. Jeremiah 50. There's one. This is the word the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet. It's a prophetic word. Yeah. It's the word of God. Concerning Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Keep nothing back, but say, Babylon will be captured. There will be put to shame, marked up trouble of terror. Her images will be put down to shame, and her idols trouble of terror. A nation from the north will attack her and lay waste her land. None will live in it. Both men and animals will flee away. In those days, at that time, declares the Lord, the people of Israel and the people of Judah together will go in tears to seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion and turn their faces toward it. They will come and bind themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. The shepherds have led them astray, 
and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over the mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. And many God had the blessing for leading up to work. You get depressed with the news. You wonder what has happened to this world of ours. It's broken, it's going to fall, it's full of calamities, you know, floods, famines, fires, earthquakes, pestilence, plagues, and even the media are now talking about being ap apocalyptic. And you say to yourself, what on earth is going on? What's God up to? Well, that's exactly what it's meant to do. It's meant to awaken you, get your attention, and that's what God is up to. It's exactly what God has done all through the, 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 the Old Testament. If you want a text for this morning, it'll be Jeremiah 50, verse 25. The Lord has opened his arsenal and brought out the weapons of his wrath, for the sovereign Lord has work to do in the land of the nations. This is the principle of God right through the Old Testament. When God judges wickedness, it's always to liberate his people. It's always to bring forth the children of God. It's always to point towards the ultimate and final judgment and the reign of Christ. The Old Testament is just a shadow of the reality of the new. So we see this principle of God judging his free as people. Way back in Genesis, when Moses was and the children of Israel were in bondage, it says for 400 years. Now, God had prophesied that. said, My people will be in bondage for 400 years. And then I'll set them free. You can imagine that. This is the church of God we're talking about. Some of them were born in captivity, born in slavery, born in, under the, this, uh, the here. knew nothing else. But the promise one day. God always attacks the world power because the world power is the seat of adversity against the church. And the world power that he was Egypt. And God came against Pharaoh, hardened his heart, plagued over ten plagues for the simple purpose of setting his people free. And he says of Israel, I've called you out <laughs> that they call you in and establish you as my people. Same happens in the flood. Noah's day. It says God saw that the wickedness of man had reached us on it. And God sent the flood of judgment. But he failed the righteous. It says Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He destroyed the wicked that he might set the righteous free and be established the church. Jensen, God saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and he saved Noah, the righteous man, Genesis 6. Then he comes to Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to tell you this, God has a limit. Comes to Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 16, he said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, <laughs> and their sin so grievous. God says, I'll come down. And he came down and he liberated righteous Lord and his family. 
After Egypt, the Egyptian dynasty, the greatest world power was Assyria. And Assyria, King Assyria came and put Jerusalem under siege. Hezekiah was the king, the man of God. He says he was the man of God all his days. He put in the form in the Bible. He served God and he kept his heart through to God. And God says to him, Lord, I'll deliver you. So the king of Assyria, who at that time was one of the rampies, extending his empire, conquering all the nations around Judah and Jerusalem. And he comes again and lays siege to Jerusalem and he says to them, listen, who are you confident in? Are you trusting your God to deliver you? Has any of the gods of other nations managed to stop me? Your God's just the same. Don't put your confidence in God. And then the guy went to God and says, Lord, I need to help you. And God says, listen, you'll not fire one arrow to Jerusalem. And God sent his judgment and destroyed 185,000 of his army in the night. And they went home with steel between his legs without firing one arrow. And God delivered, judging the city to set Jerusalem free. And then he comes to Jeremiah. The Jeremiah is just one man. Ezekiel, Isaiah, Malachi, Zechariah, all spoke of the same judgment on Babylon. Now Babylon was the world power of that day. And then the Nebuchadnezzar had conquered Jerusalem and taken them all captive into exile again. <laughs> it was the work of God. He's going to say, so what is going on? Is God at work? For God has said to Israel, you've forgotten me, you've avoided my covenant, you've despised me, and you're going to exile. It's for 70 years. You know how many verses of us happy about God? The Lord has plans for you, plans to prosper you, make you. It's a 70 year plan. <laughs> and it was a given to the people going into exile. Don't worry, he said, God. I'm still with you. I've got plans for you. He even says to them, buy some land because you're coming back. Would you go and buy some property in Ukraine just now? <laughs> Jeremiah, buy some land because you're coming back. This will end. And at the end of the seventh day, God judged Babylon. He said, I'll destroy them utterly from the face of the earth. Now, Babylon is important because it's also the judgment, final judgment in Revelation. Because Babylon is not a place, it's a spirit. It's the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of Satan that condemns the church. So here we have Israel. And God says in verse 15, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel back. Israel passes. So again, God is judging the nation for the sake of the people of God. And the final judgment, you know, which we're just kind of nearly coming to, but come back to that later. It moves up from the local, national, to the global scene. But stay with Jeremiah at the moment. Here were the people in exile, 70 years, lockdown. No worship, no temple, no synagogue. And God brings them out. Today we have just come out of lockdown. There's a year now. Church leaders all over the country are saying, 
What do we do now? We can't pick up the ball. We've lost so many people. Things have changed. People have changed their habits. What do we do? Well, it wouldn't do us any harm to take the remedy here to Jeremiah. Which is very simple. God says, listen. Lift up a banner. Lift up a banner. The church needs to come out of the closet. The church needs to stop apologizing for existence. It's got to raise up the banner. You know what the banner was? That's the rallying point. Awake, O church. <laughs> Awake, O church. Stop being ashamed. Stop being drowbeaten. Stop getting into your closet because the world doesn't like you. The world has never liked you. The world has no place or thought or desire to please God. You'll never find comfort in the world. So stop trying to fit in with the world. You'll never do it. God says, raise your banner to be different. God is still on the throne. Lift up a banner and don't conceal it. What did he do yesterday when you got your butt on What were you yesterday? I used to get to work after the prayer meeting in the morning. People say, where were you last? I said, a prayer meeting. A what? A prayer meeting. <laughs> then I got a bit bold and I said, where were you last? Oh, see, I had an audience for God last night. <laughs> a what? An audience for God. He invited me in. <laughs> Don't conceal it. People think you're queer already. And the black leaves have no that for me. I knew he was a bit different. <laughs> so stop apologizing for your faith. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. Jesus died for me. Jesus paid the price for you. Jesus purchased you. Rejoice in it. Rejoice in it. You got the light of the gospel. You're not in darkness. So don't be ashamed. Don't kiss you, but stand up for God. Second thing he says in Jeremiah, proclaim the word. Hold nothing back. People are going to hell. Oh, I know. You hear somebody that asks you, I wish I'd told them. Then you see the funeral and you wonder, I wonder if they were saved or those saved. You wonder if they sure. Don't hold back. Yeah. You walk down the street and somebody's house was on fire, you want to say, oh, look at that. That's not interesting. No, you go and bang the door and shout, your house is on fire! Something they cancel and you just cure for it. You'd be happy to tell them, wouldn't you? The lost are going to hell. Who said that? Jesus. Not some crank. Jesus. 
hold nothing back and you'll not regret it. The third thing he says to me, seek me and bind yourself to me and covenant. Here was the people who had lost their faith. How can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? Seek my face, God says, for I am your Redeemer. Bind yourself to me. Be proud again that you're the people of God. <laughs> you have a God that loves you, that God that keeps you, that God is faithful. And the fourth thing he said was, leave Babylon behind. You can't serve two masters. One foot in the world and one foot in the church. I'm a Christian on Sunday, <laughs> don't know why I'm on Monday. <laughs> Leave the world behind you, in the world, but not of it. You're his and he's yours. You're redeemed, you're born again. <laughs> You've got rivers of joy. <laughs> the kingdom of God is joy. Peace and righteousness and the Holy Ghost. Tell your face about it. And let everybody know. Well, the blessing of God is full, pressed down, full up, and overflowing. Overflowing. The only thing you've got to witness is overflow. The fillings for yourself. It's out of your overflow that comes. Sometimes you can't help it, there's a wee fellow who's a servant of ladies underwear or something. And his favourite thing was, but it's why travel ladies underwear. <laughs> he got knocked down. <laughs> and I said, what's your name, Jimmy? I'm Johnny, I travel ladies underwear. <laughs> and then he comes out. I was preaching for a fortnight once, having a me, and you know what, in those days you stood at the door after weeks ago. Yeah. I went to my work the next day and I went to this board meeting just to make a presentation and the, and the chairman met me at the door and he pressed it and the first thing he said, the Lord bless you. <laughs> and, and he stopped me waiting. <laughs> What's this that's come out? It's in it'll come out. Don't bottle it up. Leave the world behind. So the church is can do two things. They can sit in this backside and wait for revelation. But it can rise up to be the world. It can rise up to be the world. And the mentor and the Lord, they used to say, you know, we struggle with the will of God. Should I or should I know? Say, well, I don't know, but can I bank? There was something drowning. I'm going to have a prayer meet and say, should I help him or should I not help him? I just throw away help. Jesus' ministry, he didn't get up in the morning and say, where am I going? He went on the day and he met the needs that he met. What's the entire ministries of the church? Depart from me and I knew you. You didn't even visit me in prison. 
Han var naked i denne film. Glemme. Og så kom han i denne film. Men det er ikke påstående, det var ikke, at vi er nærmest af den gospel. Det er spørgsmål. Så det er, at vi løfter af vandet af Josh. Kom og bede jer fra til. Stæk og spikker til det døde. Nok i døndes nye, så var det ikke spikker i spændig. Det var dyn nye. Hæld det gospel. Jeg ved, at man proklæder. Seek God and bind yourself to have a covenant. That's God said. That's what God said. Say, renew your commandment. You're here to live in the land. You're here <laughs> to be preserving soul. You're here to be living there, to live in the land. How about individuals? How did you go to the lockdown? When the props are removed, the fellowship's not there, the meeting's not on. <laughs> Is your Christianity consists of the meeting? Stripped of it, what do you do? During that lull between the crucifixion and the resurrection, the disciples were at a loss, weren't they? And even after the resurrection, Jesus tarried to receive power. What did Peter do? I'm going fishing. And then I said, yeah, we'll come with you. And the wall that I went back to with the new. Let's go back to the old me. No place there. What were you used to? In the lockdown? Did you stop praying? Did you stop reading? Mark, can you go to the meeting? Did you get caught up and binge watching the telly? Okay, that's him. The trouble is. <laughs> Now that it's over, can you get back in? We go, come off and go to your road. That's my people. So I think about that fire. Someone said to me, do you say, Uh, I, 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 I just can't get any means, I don't know if I'm not getting more than just all that. How do you get your fire back? Well, I'll tell you this Christianity is a live thing. Jesus says, take up your cross daily. Yes, man has gone. <laughs> yes, all these blessings are passed. The high days, the low days, and the jolly days, and the Today is a new day. A new day. Start fresh. How do you do that? I used to meet a young kid, convert. You tell them how to go on the garden. Well, testify. You know, go there. And then the Bible, because the Bible is the one that's going to teach you. 
Don't forget fellowship. Do you know the other one? Well, take it on your face. Get back the saddle. The pen. Blow it up in the back seat. I'm let go of the reins. I'm just wallowed in self. From me afresh. Bring your covenant. Get back to following Jesus. Some people say, well, it was easy to follow Jesus when he was here. Did you see where he was going? How do you follow Jesus when he's not by saying what by faith, not by sight? It's the same Jesus, he hasn't changed. His word is the same. Jesus didn't change during lockdown. You did. Get back in the harness. So what is the harness? The church has to take up again this commission. And we have to take up the commission because you are the church. Matthew 28. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, teach them all that I command you. The only thing you have to give is what you have. You can only share. No, your testimony is not that you're doing for God. Your testimony is what God is doing for you. Let me tell you what oh my God has done. Psalmist David said, My fathers have told us of you, our fathers have told you, we've read about you, we know all about you, the wonderful miracles of past. But now, now, <laughs> let me tell you what my God has done for me. Close on again. The Lord's shaking the world. That that which cannot be shaken may remain. The Lord has despised God, turned his back on God, refused to have him in the knowledge, decided to be secular rather than spiritual. And God has called his people to awake. Awake. A new covenant. Bind yourself fresh to me. I will raise up now. I will raise up now. I will deliver and bring you through. Listen, the church is not dead. There'll be a church when Jesus comes. The church will never be annihilated. You know? Jesus said, when I come, will I find faith in here? Will you be ready? Alert and expecting, or will you let the world squeeze into its mindset? God says, You're in the world, not of it. You've been delivered. You're just a pilgrim passing through. You used to say, Yeah, but just pilgrims and sort of as the tents are getting dearer every year. Just passing through. God says, Hold things of this world lightly. Will pass away. Will pass away. The that which remains will be the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank the Lord.
that he will try to get attention. I just ask you about your helpers to hear and respond and come to you and face afresh. In Jesus' name. Amen.
God didn't change the law, he changes us. Now the Spirit of God, I'll put you out in you. You'll walk my statutes and you'll keep my judgments. Because I'm no longer foreign to a nature. We have a new nature in Christ Jesus. We become partakers of the divine nature that he imparts. This is the cup of a new covenant. In this covenant, we have redemption. The whole sins are forgotten, buried, removed. We are justified. As if we never sinned. <laughs> and we were reconciled to God. The gap has been closed. The sin they could look upon is removed. And the looks upon us in Christ. It's the covenant of salvation. Saved from the wrath to come. And in our salvation we have adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. <coughs> All set in covenant. Here's the God to establish the covenant, made an oath, and because we are none greater, he made the oath by himself. A binding agreement uh, in Christ. So just remember to come to the table this morning, be grateful for another new covenant. Paul writes, says, But I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body. Which is broken for you. Let's do in the next one. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in the remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Well, we thank you, Lord, that this is not only a remembrance of your death, your resurrection, but a constant reminder that you're coming again. Amen.